Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I would like to thank, real quick here, the NCAA who is out here saving lives. And, you know, I, I, I've said a lot of things about the NCAA and, uh, and how, you know, how at points they've been a tyrannical, oppressive regime and they have, you know, historically, they have tried to hoard power, suppress kids' rights, and su- suppress kids' ability to move schools. Um, now they're really trying to suppress uh, schools' powers and and try to, like, basically find anywhere that they can get any modicum of power to stay relevant. And, uh, I, you know, I've been hard on them because they're an awful, tyrannical organization when it comes to the major powers uh, like uh, college football and uh, college basketball. But uh, they finally got one right. They did. And uh, Andrew Irv- uh, Andrew Ivins, who is a, a director of scouting for 24-7 Sports, had an update today that apparently the NCAA, on recruiting visits, you're no longer allowed to do photo shoots on this, which I think is really – because th- those photo shoots were really harming these kids – and they were really they were really an unfair advantage for literally no one. But the NCAA has also sent out an email saying that schools can no longer decorate a prospect's hotel room on official visits. So all cookie cakes and snacks must be handed to recruits in in the lobby. And I just just gotta say, I mean, you know, some of those kids they, they might they might see a brookie, you know, a, a brownie cookie, and they might just that might just be the thing. They're like, okay, I can go to school A for $100,000 a year from NIL. I can go to school B for $250,000. But the only way I can really deliberate on that decision is if I sit down here and eat this giant cookie in the, the in the shape of basically a cookie cake. So I'm just, I'm so glad that the NCAA has rooted out all the evil here. The bag man he no longer is the bagman just slinging money. He's now literally slinging dough, and but the potential for diabetes for these young athletes. I just, the, Keith, we did it. We fixed college football. We get, we fixed college recruiting. Get your fat asses out of the hall and get your cookies that way. I was gonna say, it makes a huge difference if you show up and they're in the room as opposed to having to hand them to them in person. I just like that. Here's the thing. That's what we need. We need more person-to-person yes. contact anyway. They're looking out for that. Yeah. We don't want you sitting on your cell phone in the hotel room. I Here, ju- come get a cookie. I just remember stories where, like, there's a liaison in the AD's office who their job is to provide young, nubile uh, co-eds as companionship. It's basically like Gata 
from the other guys. Like it's a pimp service that we don't call it a pimping service of young co-eds to, to, to young athletes to, to coerce them to come to their schools. And they're like, okay, that's okay. That off the record stuff is fine, but I swear to God, you put a cookie in their room and you are going to get the death penalty. I just, I just, I got to say, man, the NCAA are finally on it. They're finally on it. And those photo shoots too. Oh, man. That, that photo, the, 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 the cameras that went all the way around them and they got to like, the coaches got to pose and the players got to look cool. Whew. We don't need you putting on a jersey and that, seeing how you look. Those things were really the threat to, to academia that I've been worried about. It's Think like, about the children. You know, the, but you know it's going to happen, right? Little Debbie, they're going to get sly. They're going to start crushing up. They're going to start crushing up those zebra cakes, and they're just going to start sliding them under the door like, hey, nope. And then you're going to look out. It's like a fixer. You're going to look out in the hall like, who put this crushed up zebra Forget cake? about the handshakes of money. How about the handshakes of the cookies <laughs> outside of the – hey, don't tell. I'll, I'll be 100% honest with you. I was not a highly recruited athlete. I think we can all understand that. Uh, you would have quickly lured me to the dark side to go somewhere for zebra cakes on the low low before money. I mean, money's cool and all, but zebra cakes really get you where you need to go. What do you, what do you like, the co- cosmic brownies? Hey, uh, of hey, I got uh, I got nutter butters here. Uh, I'm not, but you take them, you got to go to Florida. All right, you take these nutter butters. This is a blood oath. All right, we don't we don't just give nutter butters to anyone. Okay, we don't just give it to some three star from Poughkeepsie. No, they no, no. Save the Christmas trees. Yeah, they don't they don't carry them in stores right now. I save them. Hey, hey listen, um, you know those. Uh, those Reese's, those eggs for Easter. I know it's September. We got them. All you got to do is just sign your life away right here. And the NCAA is there to stop it. It's just beautiful. It makes Hot me damn. There ain't no beating this. I mean, think about it. I just the 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 impact on the sweets and cookies. It's just it's gonna be over. Gonna be over. The brookie's gonna die. We're never gonna see those in in uh, at get go anymore. We're not gonna we're not gonna see any of this. It's all gone just because the NCAA finally did what what needed to be done, and they're cracking down on uh, on on big sweet and uh, and and big college football, big college basketball, trying to give the kids the beat us. Let's delay figuring out the postseason for the next few years and get rid of the sugar. Listen, get it out. They're not letting you in that decision room. All right, they're not letting you decide how many playoff teams there are. You have no control over what teams and what any conference anymore. But what you can control is whether a cookie is in an athlete's room or whether you have to hand it. Do they think is this like is this like the the Halloween thing? Where like every year we get Fox Eight runs the same story about you gotta check your drugs. Uh, you gotta check your your kids. Uh, <laughs> I almost was going from the other end. You gotta you gotta. Guys, I keep checking my drugs for cookies. There's none in there. No, where they they're like, hey, always make sure check your children's uh, you know candy baskets because they could have razors in them. Or are like, I remember being 16 and really hoping somebody snuck some MDMA into my my peanut butter cups. Never happened. Which again shows like drug dealers do not give away their product for free. Just so you know, not least of all the kids and candy. Two, I kind of feel like we now need to do this. Like, it is it, in that greasy palm, there's $1,000 in wadded up ones. There's a snack cake. And then there's like, just like a, like a, like a, like a little one hitter. Like, I just feel like it's now we've got, okay, we've got to the point. 
Thank you, NCAA, for protecting the children, for protecting academia. You're still completely and totally irrelevant. So uh, fun stuff there. I just love the phrase, all cookie cakes and snacks must be handed to recruits in lobby. Hey, uh, I didn't get one of those down there. Sorry. You had to, uh, I mean, we still have them, but you're not in the lobby anymore. So um, uh, I guess you're just going to have to starve. Hot damn. Like, oh my God, look at that. So while I was listening to the morning show today, I, I heard them play the pro football focus thing. And that's funny, man. Different media outlets get a bad rap, right? Like uh, radio stations, sports talk stations. If, if we take something out of context, we get hammered for it. Or if we disagree with something that an organization, we get hammered for it on social media. And yet there are just random dudes on social media that are taking, that are that are clearly taking something out of context to make somebody look bad. And, and because it fulfills a narrative that national media hates your fan or you hate your team, we run with it. The Steve Palazzolo thing where somebody, some dude on social media took like a 15 second or 20 second excerpt of what uh, Steve Palazzolo had to say about the Browns cap situation. And they cut it in such a way that it looked like he was actually talking about the Browns potentially cutting David and Joku. Have you actually listened to the full clip and, and kudos to Keith for pointing this out. If you listen to the full, that's not what happened. They were talking about the Browns. They're talking about every team in the NFL and their their cap situations. And so, so Boris Steve Palazzolo has spent the last 48 hours digging out of an avalanche of angry Cleveland fans who are accusing him of saying that he should cut or that he is saying the Browns should cut David Njoku. But the morning show today, JP and AB, and they actually played the sound, and then they, they got into a really interesting conversation about David Njoku and his success this year that I think is, I'm not concerned, but I am intrigued. And here's what they had to say about David Njoku and his success. Did he turn a corner or was it all Joe Flacco? That's the question I would ask around around David Njoku. Because oh, if I you look at the early corner, parts I don't think it mattered. Who, I'm just yeah. saying, I'm talking about the, the high production that he had. Because he had that. It's your second the, leading receiver. The, right. the, the 77-yard game that he had against Seattle, that was P.J. Walker that he had that with, right? Yes. Outside of that game, if you take Joe Flacco out of the equation, he didn't have a 60-plus yard receiving game the entire year. So like, he didn't have that with, with Deshaun Watson. That would be the only hiccup I would have here. I love Njoku. Maybe Flacco is the reason why Njoku was able to turn a corner, and maybe now he'll just never look back because he built up a lot of confidence within that. I'm not sure, but I, I do wonder. I think the point is valid that a lot of the most consistent production of David Njoku, Elijah Moore, and Amari Cooper happened once Joe Flacco took over. I will also say their production with Deshaun Watson was not bad. But the the worst production for all three of those guys came in the middle of the season when your quarterbacks were P.J. Walker and DTR. So I think some of the painting of like, well, they were just better with Joe Flacco. Uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think the dips for your wide receivers and tight end production came because of the quarterback play in the middle of the season. That I don't, I don't subscribe to, well, they were better with Deshaun or they're better with Joe Flacco. But I do think... I, I I think when it comes to David Njoku, I think it's fair to say that was his best season by a wide margin. And I think it's fair to ask, given when it came, which is he was most consistent 
with Joe Flacco down the stretch, whether you think he can duplicate his 882-yard performance with six touchdowns. Because I think it's a miracle that Amari Cooper got to 1,200 yards with four, five different quarterbacks. I think it's a miracle David Njoku got to 81 receptions and almost 900 yards and six tutties in 16 games with – uh, at that point, four different quarterbacks because in play against Cincinnati. I, I think – I'll go back. I think it's a miracle that the production that they were at. But I think people look at it too easily and go, well, that was because of Joe Flacco. In part, yes. I think we're missing a little part of this. But 216-474-0092. Because Joe Flacco is not likely to be the Browns' starting quarterback next year. Are you worried or are you concerned or are you intrigued whether David Njoku can duplicate his success from this year? Because I think what people have missed on why Joe Flacco played as well as he did and was able to step in, I think what they've missed the most is that this was the perfect scenario, the perfect situation for Joe Flacco. It was a team that needed leadership-wise a, 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 a step up because they had been juggling P.J. Walker and DTR, two guys that I don't think had confidence in the locker room. I also think... They benefited, he benefited from walking into the perfect system for Joe Flacco. If you were, if you were drawing, whether he was 39 years old or 29 years old, if you were walking into, I got to design the perfect thing to get the best version, the best iteration of Joe Flacco, you would have him under center. You would have him in front of a strong uh, interior offensive line. You would have him with multiple weapons and you would have him in a system that, that focuses heavily on the play action. And that's with a strong play caller. That's exactly what Joe Flacco had. And I think people have have not maybe paid attention enough to that's not who Joe was. The guy that Joe was in the final six games, or sorry, his five games plus the playoff game, he wasn't the same guy as he was in New York. Why? Because he didn't have those same things. And so it's been funny to see, and I'm not saying JP or Andy Baskin are saying this, but it's been funny to see people say, well, I mean, you just need more weapons for Deshaun and you need to get better around Deshaun. I think the Joe Flacco thing proved if you've got a quarterback that fits your offense, that is healthy, that doesn't have to run for his life, I think you're going I think you've got the weapons you need. I I like I get it. Elijah Moore didn't have twelve hundred yards this year. He was lost for the first half of the season. That's about usage. When they just let the guy play wide receiver, he was consistently getting open. When they just let Amari Cooper just be Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper's really good. So I don't I'm not concerned about David Njoku duplicating his success because guys, I think he's really good. I think I think the mission is if you keep Deshaun healthy and for the first time in his time in Cleveland, build an offense around Deshaun. I think I think David Njoku can have just as good a success. Like, to me, chemistry isn't just do two guys like each other and like, you know, oh, I like the way he throws that ball. Yeah, I bet you that's some of it. Do you know what I think the biggest thing is? Is everybody in lockstep and is, and is what you're asking everybody to do fit what they do? I think you've been trying to force Deshaun Watson in a, a square peg into a round hole here. And I think I think it is it has held back Deshaun to some level. 
whether that's scheduled throws, whether that's uh, you know the the scripting at the beginning, whether it's just more of a condensed field that you're asking him to play in with more bunch concepts and big lineups, whether it's that or just the re- I don't say refusal, but the the reticence to go to f- to a full spread offense. I think if you go to a full spread offense that is fully conformed to the skills of Deshaun Watson, I think Amari Cooper is going to have 1,200 yards again. I think David Njoku is going to have another 900-yard performance. Joe Flacco's success here in the perfect situation for Joe proved those guys, their success is predicated on who's throwing them the ball. But that doesn't mean that their success was predicated on some mythological chemistry or some perfect happenstance that can't be recreated with Deshaun Watson. Uh, We'll see if Donovan Mitchell plays tonight. It would be unfortunate if he didn't because I just built like a really good, pretty good, I built a great, not not even, I'm not going to, I'm the Prince of Parlay. I'm not going to to be humble about this. I built a, a phenomenal parlay. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Two of which, two legs of the parlay, involve Donovan. And if you take Donovan out of it, I'll still have the other four legs valid, but the problem is it's going to be for about 60% of the payoff. I mean, I just, Donovan, come on. We Keith actually brought up a great point. We have not seen the Donovan Mitchell let him know tweet. That's a pretty good sign. Like, well, honestly, they, you, they're on a back-to-back because they play Philly and Philly tomorrow. So, well, and chances the, are he's probably more likely to play that one. And they did give him the extra day off of practice because coming off the All-Star. But uh, it was a hell of a parlay. Really was. We'll get we'll get back to the Cavs here in the six o'clock hour. But we're just talking about David and Joku, and I'm just, I am just where I am with this is I am supremely confident that if you actually do the thing that you should have done two years ago, which is conform the offense in totality. Hey, does scheduled throws work for you? No. All right, we're gonna scrap them. Hey, how how spread do we go? Are we cool to go to tight ends or should we just go four wideouts half the time? Those are the kind of things, and honestly, some of the spread concepts in the running game. When you get those things around Deshaun, 
if he's healthy, which is the question, guys, I think he can bring out what David Njoku, what you saw from David in the final six games of the regular season. And and honestly, in the postseason, he was your best he was your best offensive player in the Texans game. I think he had almost a hundred yards. It was him and JOK that really showed up in the 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 postseason game in terms of skilled players. I realize now, like, I don't want Wyatt Teller listening to this, driving around his nice truck and thinking, I got to go to the Halley Building and kick that guy's ass. Because uh, he could. I could be that gator on his shoulder. <laughs> if he could do that to a gator, listen, that man could carry that size gator uh, just out of the holler, out of the swamp. I would be nothing. I'd be a sack of potatoes. That being said, um, but I think it's more about, I think you just finally saw what good, really good, high productive uh, skilled player positions benefit from when they have a healthy, consistent quarterback. So this idea that that is something is something magical to Joe Flacco in and of himself, I think we've somehow r- risen the bar for Joe Flacco and lowered the bar for damn near every other quarterback you've seen in the last 10 years. Josh, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? So I think what's going on here, in my personal opinion, is we don't need any more weapons for Deshaun. Deshaun has the weaponry. And Joku had a breakout year this year. I think we've already discussed this about how with Flacco was our QB and how he was under center, Deshaun should be preparing for Stefanski to do that with him this season. I feel that a lot rides on his shoulders. There's a lot of doubters, a lot of naysayers with Deshaun, and I just want to see him come out and have a strong performance because the weapons are there. It's all depending on him. And I think one of the things that we all need to stop doing is comparing Deshaun to previous Deshaun. We need him to come out because I'm not sure if we're ever going to see what was back in Houston. We need to see what we need to see this year and get him through a full season and be battle tough and ready to go. So there's a few things, Josh, and I appreciate your call, buddy. 216-474-0092 if you want to join Josh. Um, If Kevin Stefanski puts Deshaun Watson under center for most of this season, Deshaun Watson will not be the best version of himself. And, you know, Daryl and I have had this argument when Daryl's been on the show I, I I don't understand – I understand that I saw Joe Flacco play as good as a quarterback has played in this offense uh, it, uh, up until Baker Mayfield's uh, first season of the offense in 2020. And in terms of touchdown production, it's the best quarterback performance I've seen in, in brown and orange. I mean, yes, there were the interceptions, but in terms of sheer big play volume, it, I mean, going back to Vinny Testaverde, going back to Bernie – with Bernie's arm, big arm, Vinny's big arm, okay? I understand that. I also think that's because the player was enabled by a scheme that fit him to a T. Kevin Stefanski, the Kubiak offense, the West Coast offense, does not fit Deshaun Watson. It doesn't. But I think we've gotten to a point where, and I'm not suggesting this is what Josh is saying, because I don't want to put words in his mouth, But this idea of, well, hey, Joe Flacco did it, so figure it the hell out, Deshaun. Guys, do you want Deshaun to succeed, or do you just want Deshaun to succeed in a way that you've seen somebody else succeed? Because there's a reason why Joe Flacco was on this couch in November. 
and he walked into the perfect situation for him. It, the Browns have not built this this thing all around Deshaun. Every single guy offensively doesn't necessarily roll up. If you look at the kind of success he's had with speedy wide receivers, the Browns gave him one this year. Uh, Marquise Goodwin doesn't count because he wasn't really healthy coming off the – he didn't have a full camp coming off the, the blood clot thing. But, like, they gave you Elijah Moore, who the entirety of the time that Deshaun was actually healthy for the first go of it, they tried to use as a gadget player instead of getting him down the field or even getting him in the short field and getting the ball uh, ahead of the line of scrimmage because they were just trying to turn him into a gadget player. That's not the talent that Deshaun can bet. Maybe David Njoku's the kind of talent, but in terms of wide receiver talent, like that's not the kind of talent he's been his best version of himself. Schematically, they didn't deploy the new offense against Cincinnati because of weather conditions. They didn't do it against Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh, um, I mean, made mincemeat out of you and you weren't just trying to like stay keep your head above water in that Pittsburgh game. You didn't see spread concepts on the field until parts of the Tennessee game. And then what happened? Deshaun had his best game in Cleveland in the, to that point, nine games. You look at Arizona, more spread concepts. Deshaun Watson, real good, got good win. Even go to the Baltimore game. It was a little bit more 50-50 schematically about what you did, but you saw more spread concepts. Deshaun got more comfortable. Deshaun felt like he could take more at what was in front of him. So I, I I think we've got to this point where, yeah, you want Deshaun to succeed, but you don't want the offense or the scheme or whatever to be a, an excuse because Joe had success. That's because it fit Joe. And if you want Deshaun to be the best version of him, you've got to put him in the gun. You've got to set out three or four wide, including maybe uh, your running back or your your tight end out wide. And you've got to you've got to open up the field for him and give him time to make plays. That's the only if you want David and Joe to have 900 yards again next year and six or more touchdowns. That's how you do it. It's not by going back and forcing Deshaun into a scheme that now it's 11 games. It doesn't work for him. It, at least to the at least to the degree that you've put him in those big big sets, three tight ends, two tight ends extra linemen concepts. The same offense doesn't fit for everyone, and just because Deshaun hasn't performed well and we're frustrated with him doesn't mean the Browns should continue to force the square peg into the round hole. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 